1: it's early in the morning and I am recording while everybody's asleep. I've just gotten off of three days of work and on the first day of work I recorded a terrible intro that was really depressing and sad because I still had two more days of work ahead of me. So I scrapped that and I'm doing a new one here. So welcome to the Needless Things podcast which you can find on iTunes and Stitcher, and which you can stream from NeedlessThingsSite.com. We're also part of the ESO network, which you can find at ESOPodcast.com, and you can stream the show from there as well. We also have NeedlessThingsSite.com, which I mentioned before, where you can find five days a week. Articles on toys, movies, music, pop culture, conventions—all the good dorky stuff that you enjoy. Myself and a crack staff of writers provide content Monday through Friday for you to enjoy, and we're working on getting more. There's going to be more content soon. Uh, I'd really like to have enough people to where we just kind of post whenever we want, and I'll—we'll never get to the point. I, I will promise you two things. One. Needless things will never get to the point where we're posting lists or we are posting just news bits of of articles. I I will often make snarky comments about things. Uh, I've got a previews uh, post coming up on Wednesday. I do it every month. I go through previews, the guide to comics, which is where the comic book shops order their merchandise from you as a customer can go to your local comic book shop pick up a copy of previews and order the stuff that's coming out a couple of months from now and i do a rundown of that uh, once a month on a wednesday this wednesday uh, july 1st i've got one coming up and i make a snarky comment about oh other sites would have made an entire post out of this one item that is part of my overall article because I do stuff like that sometimes. I'm not going to name names. But anyway, check out uh, needlessthingsite.com. Check out my previews post. Uh, it's a rundown, whatever you want to call it. It's one of the more popular pieces on the site. People seem to enjoy it. I, I don't cover everything in previews because that would be completely insane. But I do look at the things that interest me and, and, you know, talk about them a little bit. It's fun. It's I have a lot of fun doing it. It's a pain in the ass getting all the pictures up but it, it's a good time. So what am I going to talk about today? Today I'm going to talk a little bit before we get into our interview, which, by the way, let me tell you what's going on on the show today. A gentleman named Brad Ladner contacted me uh, several months ago after my Needless Things toy panel at Joe Lanta and the Great Atlanta Toy Convention, which you can find at jolanta.org, and he said, Hey, I need a toy expert. And I said, Hey, uh, I don't really know any, but, you know, good luck. And he said, ha, 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 no, no, I'm talking about you. And here's the pitch. He said that he needed somebody to verify his collection of Batman memorabilia for entry into the Guinness Book of World Records as the largest personal collection of Batman memorabilia. That's crazy. Because, one, it makes me... Uh, you know what I'm numbering things again I just realized I never gave you my number two promise my number two promise is that if you guys will spread the word about the podcast tell people about it let people know you like the podcast let people know that I do goofy stuff like forget to finish lists and ruin my intro segment by going back to do that Uh, but anyway spread the word uh, if you can pitch a few bucks in on PayPal, there's an icon on the front page of needlessthingsite.com where you can go and contribute a little bit to help out costs for the site and the podcast because they do cost money. Hosting costs money. Uh, just having the site name costs money. So if you guys can get to the point where my costs are covered, then I will have a show up every single week without fail. Uh, you might notice this one is is a few days late. It should have gone up on Friday, and instead it's going up on Monday because I just can't focus on it. So, really, what I need from you guys is uh, to to supplement to replace my work income, so I don't have to work my day job anymore. So, how, how about that deal? How about that deal? You guys get me making six figures off this podcast, and I'll I'll you know what I'll do two a week. Okay, let's get back to the Brad Ladner. Let's leave the land of fantasy and get back to Brad Ladner, who, who lives, uh, honestly, somewhat of a fantasy life himself. So he wants to be in the Guinness Book of World Records for the world's largest personal collection of Batman memorabilia. This is right up my alley. I mean, I love Batman, I love toys, and, and certainly I will lend my massive heaps of credibility to his effort. So I say, yeah, definitely, but I want to interview you for the show. And he was cool with that. That's not a problem. And after that, I contacted Mike Gordon because he is probably the foremost Batmanologist in my circle of friends. And also because, you know, you never know. Somebody could be crazy pants and they're luring you out to their house in the middle of nowhere to cut your face off and uh, wear it as a diaper. You don't know. So, you know, Mike Gordon, he's uh skilled in tiki foo or something, maybe. I don't know. I just wanted somebody to go out there with me and, and I knew Mike would be a good guy to help verify the collection. Uh no, nobody's nobody's got more offhand knowledge of Batman than he does, I think. So I talked to Mike, he said he was into it, we figured out a date, we headed out to the to stately Ladner Manor. And got to meet Brad, who's a wonderful guy. He's got a sweet family. He's got a couple of great little dogs. Uh, it, it was really, really nice time. He fed us. and then we went out to his bat cave, which is absolutely amazing. And this is coming from someone. Uh, you know most of you have not seen uh, 99.9% of you have not seen my toy. Museum. Uh, it's fair to call it a toy museum. Anybody who comes over here and sees it, that's what they call it. Uh, it's, it's pretty ridiculous. And his Batman collection is probably bigger than my overall toy collection. And it's just Batman. It's pretty wild. Uh, so we go in and we sit down and we talk, which you guys are going to hear now. And then me and Mike count it up. Uh, you don't don't have to count every item because I wouldn't have done that. That's that would be crazy pants. What he did is he he makes a list. He makes an inventory of everything that he has. And then Mike and I pick random items and check them off. And we picked, you know, a number of of things Uh, I went through. I'm trying to think how many we picked, Uh, maybe 50 between us, something like that. But, you know, when you verify the presence of some odd little thing, it, they they take that as credible that that the, everything on the inventory is there so we did that and we got to fill out some paperwork and i mean lunch and paperwork what well, what's better than that really but we, we had a great time we had a really good time hanging out with brad uh he's a good fella and he's got a great collection and it was really fun talking to him and i think you guys are really going to enjoy this episode he's got a lot of cool stories He you know he also is a strong batmanologist obviously and listening to his knowledge of the batman memorabilia is fascinating uh, so you're going to get to enjoy that today but first Today's episode of the Needless Things Podcast is brought to you by Welcome to Tiki Z's, the official soundtrack for the Tiki Zombie comic book from New Legend Productions. That's right, Mike Gordon writes a comic book, and it has a soundtrack, which is fun. Uh, go to tikizombie.net or newlegendproductions.com, or you can join the Tiki Zombie Facebook group and chat with mike and and all the other cool tiki zombie crew but now today we've got a song for you from the soundtrack it's called tiki zombie shuffle by jr mounts who's a very talented fellow lots of musically talented people in my circle i wish i was one of them but uh, <clears throat> just check out newlegendproductions.com. productions.com find out about welcome to tiki z's you can pick it up from mike at any of his con appearances over the summer and and probably beyond and uh, enjoy a little tune right now and then we're going to go straight into getting Batman into the Guinness Book or getting Brad Man into the Guinness Book I don't know I'll uh, tell you I'll update you after the show on where things stand here's some Tiki Zombie magic cha. Yeah.
2: Welcome to Mughal a place of pleasure and ease. Kick up your feet or crawl around in your. The big kahunas jet ski, combers comb the beach, but there's a place you all gotta see. Come to Tiki Zombie, where no one has to think. Zombie, it's also a hell of a drink. The spar is alive with the riffraff who say, I'm having one fan tastic day. Mr. Freezes. You know, I <laughs> hopefully that would work. How do
1: you pronounce your last name? I don't want to be Ladner. Wrong. Ladner. Okay.
2: It's big in Mississippi. That's where I'm from. Okay. There's a lot of Ladners in Mississippi.
0: You got a lot of family there?
2: Well, yeah, and then then uh, of course we all uh, we have our own dating website called Ancestry.com.
0: <laughs> As you do.
2: That's not
1: my joke. It's <laughs> a good one. Nothing wrong with appropriating things, as you clearly know. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so this is, well, first of all, Phantom Troublemaker here uh, with my lovely co-host for the day, Mike Gordon of the ESO Network. Howdy! Uh, we're here with some delicious pizza in probably the most magnificent room I've ever been in. Ah! Uh, and we are sitting here with Mister Brad Ladner, uh, who is what? What are you? Why are we here today?
2: The Guinness Book of World Records requires authentication of a record involving a collection of two people. The authentication is the last requirement that I need to take the Guinness Book World Records uh, for the largest bat collection of Batman memorabilia in the world.
1: And I'll
2: just say <laughs> it's <laughs> certainly the largest <laughs> I've
1: ever seen. Uh, it has my first glance authentication. If that were enough... We'd be good, but we actually have a procedure that we're going to follow today.
2: Which is, um, of course, going around and counting 8,226 items. I wouldn't be here. No. It it doesn't sound as sexy as it sounds. (laughs) Let me tell you, because I counted 8,226 items, and it's not as fun as it sounds at all. Uh, It is is quite arduous. So I figured the intellectual way of doing it would be, I provide you the list. You find something randomly on the list, mm-hmm. and I cannot produce that item for you, then I have fluffed the list. If I can produce said items as any no- number of times as you find fit to ask, right? Then obviously the list is
1: authentic, and that's that's totally reasonable. Um, so you've actually pardon pardon me, listeners. We are enjoying wonderful mellow mushroom pizza. Uh, And I'm going to keep enjoying it, and you guys are just going to have to listen to a little bit of chewing. Be thankful we don't have potato chips. (laughs) Uh, so did you, have you been keeping track of this over the years as you've collected it, or did you, have you all at once gone through, because I mean, obviously it's a growing collection, so, so at this point, you're going to be tracking, but did you have like one massive count that you ended up having to do?
2: That is one massive count
1: over a year. Ugh.
2: I didn't even know that there was such a thing as a Guinness World Record for this type of stuff. Oh, sure, why not? Well, I, <laughs> a year ago, a little over a year ago, um, it was announced that in the in the span of Batman collectors that someone had the Guinness Book of World Records. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a guy named Kevin Silva who's in Indiana. Most people will know him from the Batman 66 box set. He's on the special features showing off his collection. Okay. Which just came, it, that just came out a couple, four months November, ago. Yeah. November, yeah. Four or five months ago. Um, but he got the actual record about a year and a half ago. When that happened, when I heard about it, I was like, good for him. And I watched his video. You are like,
1: good for him, now I'm going to ruin his life.
2: <laughs> well, it, wasn't, it wasn't so much like that, but I watched his YouTube video and the first thing I said to myself is, I wish they would have showed the whole collection because mm-hmm. I didn't think that they had because he had the record. And then I just... One of those things, it was sort of like an Unbreakable moment where, you know, he, you know Unbreakable, he has powers, but he doesn't know it just because he never just thought about it that mm-hmm. way. And I was sort of like, well, if I have this many comic books of Batman, and it goes up to this number, and I have this many comic books of Detective, and it goes up to this number, and I have all these Shadow of the Bats and Legends of the Dark Knight, and then, and then I have all these figures... That would have to add up to more than 2,501. Mm-hmm. So oh, that's his number? That's his number, 2,501. Oh, my gosh. So you're just destroying him. I'm more what? than the triple. But I, <laughs> so that weekend, after final, I came out here, and I counted up to 5,000, then I stopped. <laughs> and I was like,
0: <laughs> that's an afternoon.
2: <laughs> it, was, <laughs> right. it was just going around. One, two, three, four, five. It doesn't take as long as you think, because it's basically uh, 5,000 seconds. To, to go around and do that. Right, because yeah.
1: you've got it. I mean, it's organized out here. It's not like you've got just boxes of stuff you had to dig through. You've got it mm-hmm. to yeah. where it is it is feasible.
2: Yeah, and so um, I contacted Guinness, and I was like, well, just curious, like, what is involved in doing this? Well, you have to write down every single item. Mm-hmm. You have to provide photos, not of every single item, but just, just photos that shows generally that you have everything, uh, some video, a media release, which, um, we had done by the Roswell neighbor. We had a reporter come in and talk to me and have oh, okay. to the And then two witnesses to, to go in and basically say, yes, this guy is not full of shit. Right. Can you say shit? You can the... say whatever you want. Well, I said shit. So yes, now I just, absolutely. I'll just I will not, shit. I will not believe it. Okay. <laughs> but, um, and, and so I basically that I have this, this stuff. Now, now I'm, now I'm censoring myself, <laughs> but, <laughs> and, and that's it. And, I didn't, uh, I'm not really like a a glory hound for this per se because I have, I have actually kind of mixed feelings about it because it is this sort of gross materialism. You know, the fact that I have all this stuff doesn't make me a better Batman fan. Right. I just had more money or, and more time to get this stuff. I always say that the best Batman fan is like a little nine year old playing with his Batmans on the floor and actually imagining that that's a much bigger Batman fan than me. I just happen to have the most stuff. And that is not necessarily something to be wholly proud of.
1: Well, you had the means and you had the motivation uh, and and the dedication. And that's really, you know, it's not like you're going to win a Nobel Prize. No. It's, look, I did this. It's really just recognition. It's it's not even like you're trying to say, I'm a fantastic human being because look <laughs> at all of the Batman. It's just, hey, look at look at what I've done.
2: Yeah, this is what it is. It's more so like a, a, a going for the record, it's, it's just sort of, I guess it's an opinion of someone who does collect, 2,500 is not a lot of items in the grand scheme of this. The world record holder of Star Wars items <laughs> has 300,000. <000. laughs> <laughs> he has a whole building built for his collection.
0: You now, know? is that uh, Steve? Yeah, Steve, Steve, Steve Sweet.
2: Yes. Okay. And then the world record of James Bond memorabilia is 13,000. I didn't even know there's really? fifteen thousand items of James Bond memorabilia out there. That I can it believe surprises that surprises me. No, I can believe it. Yeah, but um, so I just just uh, I'm, I'm someone who'll beat it at some point, you know. But for a little bit, sure, I'll, I'll be the guy that has the record. Well, you have your name in the book. I mean, yeah, that's my name in the book.
1: Any Guinness thing is just look what I can do or look
2: what I did, and that's really all it is. And there may be I wouldn't have gone for it, and part of the reason why I waited a year. Was to see if anyone else stepped up because it right. it, would, it would it would suck the hairiest of balls to do all this work, all this counting, all this mission, the photo take, and send it in. And then five minutes later, someone sends in eight thousand two hundred twenty eight. Right, and I was right. Like, mm-hmm. like someone just priced a right me out of the book. <laughs> now, will.
1: Because you're obviously still getting stuff. There's there's mm-hmm. plenty of stuff I recognize in here that's come out within the last couple of months. Even is that stuff being added to the total, or was there a cutoff point where at this point in time I had this much and that's when the record? Happens? You're my
2: cutoff point. Okay. You are you you, you being here. The cutoff Ooh. point was last night, and the number has just been increasing right. up until last night. And, and last night I it. submitted the actual list to you. Okay. Okay. So that's already in. So anything that comes today. Um, or Monday, you know, is too late. Is it right? Our, our count date is it eighty two okay. twenty six is what it's going to be for forever.
0: Okay. Now, is there a specific definition of memorabilia, like according to Guinness or anybody? Like, does it have to be a licensed product? Does it have to
2: be any sort of like? could it be anything? I don't think it has to be licensed. In my That's opinion, in my opinion, it should be licensed. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, because if I just sat here and I drew a picture of Batman, right? And I could just, just sit here and draw like a really bad picture of Batman. And I, like I, if I get it down to three minutes, I draw a picture. I just sit here and just draw for hours and hours. Yeah. So I have, because um, some people do that though. Like just oh, make, I have all it, these commissioned art pieces. <laughs> I was at a convention and I had this guy draw Batman. This part of the collection. I'm like, well, if if someone else also couldn't get it. If it's that custom, uh, yeah, yeah, then sure. it doesn't really seem fair, and and there are like three things in here that aren't licensed that are like knockoffs from Japan that uh, that aren't on the list. Gotcha. Um, that was a good question. Um, though this thing is on the list. This is a. Uh, this is actually the, the, the prototype. The prototype. Yeah, yes, that's awesome. I got this for donating to. Um, that's called We Can Be Heroes. The DC oh, yeah. Yeah. charity. And, uh, this is what I got for my donation. It's the prototype of the second version of, of the Bane.
1: The, the, far, far, far superior version of the Arkham Bane. Yes. <laughs> the other um, one, the other one is in that, uh, awesome pooping pose.
2: Exactly. And this what they sent it to me, um is actually in pieces and I use little glue dots to like get all the pieces together. But I don't have a, it can't stand him up. He's not that, that yeah, big yeah. so I have to, I just keep him in, Yeah, he's top-heavy.
1: That's a nice piece, though. I like that. I've I've never gotten into prototypes.
2: Me, this is the only one I have, and this is probably... But Bane is my... Between Bane and Penguin, those are my two favorite villains. Everyone will say... Because everyone's favorite villain is Joker. Like, there's no point in even... But outside of Joker, Bane and Penguin are my favorite.
1: No, I love Bane. Uh, he, He was... He was so different and new when he came out, which is when I... Those were my, you know, the early 90s, mine and many people's big years of comics, like where we really got into it. Because I've been reading comics since I was a little kid. But the 90s, I mean, that's where... The collecting really started. There.
2: That was when the stories were at their best. If you were reading Nights, Nights Quest, and Nights End, and Nights Fall, love it. And while me it too. was happening, that was like the big. That still to me is like the biggest Batman story. Oh, that They ever did. Um, most popular, um, you know, earth shattering, and and you kind of and you don't even think about it till years later, like oh, that was a guy in a lucha libre mask that was that was that became Batman's biggest enemy. One of those
0: goofy fuckers. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but someone coming into it now who's yeah. just like in just starting in the Batman, like, oh, it's a guy dressed like a wrestler. And what's so funny
1: though is is at the time I, I wouldn't have really imagined we'd hit a day. Where pretty much everybody in the world knew who Bane was, like that's that's weird. Because he, as much as I loved him, he was still I knew, yeah, he was like the I, new guy, right? And he didn't seem like he he fit in the big pantheon of of Batman's rogues, so to speak. Which, granted, to this day, he still hasn't been handled correctly outside of the comics, but. What are you going to do? We're
2: in the comics. Like uh, well,
1: yeah. Even now, it's very difficult for anybody because that's the thing. Is he was the guy that broke Batman, but then after that, they didn't. What do you
0: do?
2: And he's smart. He's supposed to be really smart. But if, there was a he was in Secret Six for a while, mm-hmm. which and I then, enjoyed. And, but when he was written as an idiot. He was written as just this like comic relief, just the big guy who right. doesn't know certain things and going out on, on his first date with a girl, yeah, the naive and, kind of yeah, thing. He's which, not supposed to be naive. He's a he's Machiavellian. You right. know, he should have been the leader of the team, and he's not. Yeah, yeah that, he would. That was, Bane, as he should be written, and any any, he would never be a follower on a team. He would always be the leader, which is problematic
1: because I mean, he he is one of the alpha males of the DC universe and that just creates problems (laughs) because what do you do with that guy when he's not Batman or Flash or Superman or whatever?
2: I realized that me saying that he would be he would not be leader like that definitive that's the nerdiest that I've I have i have sounded all week. That's well my, you're we are in the right place for it. That's the definition of like I we're have an opinion and yeah. my opinion is right and I will argue there's no infallibility. No that's
1: <laughs> uh, things things are going to get nerdier before they know. Him. Uh so let me ask you the the stuff that jumps out we we were speculating me and Mike were speculating as to when what might be in your collection and when it might have started. And I think a very common entry point for any Batman stuff is the 89 movie.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and that's definitely some stuff that stands out. Oh, yeah. But it's because that was when... You know, Batman merchandise has been around certainly my entire life uh, and, and prior to that. But 89 represented something completely different. I mean, it, it turned a, a corner there. But when did you get started?
2: It was before 89. Okay. It was 88. <laughs> um, I was watching TV. Or I wasn't watching. I was playing with toys. Mm-hmm. With me, cause I'm, my parents were watching the news. And they mentioned on the news that Robin died. That people vote called in. Oh, and yeah, yeah, in. yeah. I read a comic book. But it, but I start because I had watched 66, you know, and, sure, and, sure. and, I love to play 66 with all of my superpowers figures mm-hmm. and the He-Man figures. But basically it'd be Batman Robin and everyone else, my Superman, my Wonder Woman, um, He-Man, Skeleton, they'd all just be the thugs yeah. of, 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 Joker and Penguin and stuff and they'd just get in these massive fights and that's how I play with them. Or, and we all watch just the super friends and superpowers. But it was, I liked it just as much as anyone else liked it. It wasn't like a whole encompassing thing. When Robin died, and I heard about that, the next, a month or two later, I was in a Walden Books while my mom was shopping in a Sears, I'm looking over the ninja magazines that come out. They used to come, so for anyone to know, it, back in the 80s, there were ninja magazines. Oh, yeah. All the time. Yeah. You, you, there was many ninja magazines as there were car magazines and gun magazines. Um, no ninjas, just in real life, <laughs> just ninja magazines. <laughs> yeah. And I'm looking at the ninja magazines, and then I see... Oh, trade paperback. I didn't know what trade paperback was, but it was trade paperback of Death in the Family. Mm. First comic book I ever bought. It's right mm. over here. I keep the special books in a special place. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it, it, it was first comic book I ever bought. Bought it. Forgot my mom bought it because I didn't. Uh, I was out of work at the time. Read it. And that was it. Like I had to find out, like what happens next, what happened before. Yeah. And so then it was like finding a comic book shop, and and uh, these are all my uh, Dark Knight Returns first prints. And King of well, Joke speaking first of Dark
1: Knight Returns, I just reread that for the first time in probably a few years, and because Mezco just put out that incredible. 12th scale figure of Batman the, from Dark Knight the, Returns. The 12th scale
2: is the the black and white one, right?
1: The, well, they did, they've did. they done a few different ones. They did one it's with... It's not that one room. over there,
2: right? It's, it's um, smaller?
1: Yeah, it's smaller. It's 6-inch six, six, six scale. Uh, and it's amazing. It's the best action figure I own. So I was like, well, now I want to go back and read Dark Knight Returns, and I read it. And uh, I actually had to go look, because Dark Knight Returns references what happened to Jason several times. And, and there's a conspiracy to that.
2: Yeah. And But Death in the Family happened two years later. Two years later. I don't believe the call. That I never believe it. The way that the stories were written from Batman 408 up until Jason died everything's hedging that this kid's a shit, you know, and, and, and nothing is redeeming. They, they they keep making it work till in 423 or 421, he killed somebody like they, or they lose it. He threw someone off of a building. Right, right. Robin killed someone. Mm -hmm. There's no way anyone who writes knows that when you write a story like that, it's going someplace. Mm -hmm. There's no, I, I wholly believe there's no way they were going to let Jason live. You sell more comic books having them dead. You can have a contest, and that makes things pretty interesting. But no matter what the vote is, right. Jason's going to die. So you you think it was just purely a spy. I think it's pure. I that's my belief, and I would, I, you know, and, and of course, no creator on it has ever said otherwise. Right. But that's my personal belief is that they were going to kill him no matter what.
1: And that's, a, that's the first time I'd ever made that connection because when I kept reading it.
2: I had to go look it up because I was I was pretty sure that it had happened before Death in the Family. That's my Death in the Family, signed by Danny O'Neill. Nice. nice, very nice. And he did. He, all he was was the editor. Right. But, uh, but
0: I mean, his presence on Batman alone. Yes. Yeah. When when he left in <laughs> right after
2: No Man's Land, everything uh, went different. Yeah. Definitely.
0: So, so that was your first comic, mm-hmm. and then what was your first... Uh, well, you said you had some of the uh, toys before then. Yeah, I had the But you weren't actively saying, I'm going to collect Batman toys.
2: No, no, because there wasn't anything like that. There, there was, In 88, there wasn't Batman toys. You know, right. you, you had They were far between.
0: They were there, but...
2: So I was getting into Batman, I was reading the books, getting to Killing Joe... Um, third print, and I get the first print later, but because uh, that was still uh, a little bit of time after. Mm-hmm. Uh, but learning all these people I'd never heard, that were never on cartoons like Abul or um, um, all these characters, and just just reading a little bit forward and a little bit back every every Friday, go to the comic book store, spend ten dollars, get four books, and just packing over the time. Then nineteen eighty nine comes. And, <laughs> and, and I got to be one of those people who were, everyone is like Batmania. And I got to be one of the people who was like, as if I had been in it for years. You like, knew a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I'm old school. I've been with it for like, like you know, I'm, I'm original Batman. You're just jumping <laughs> right, on the bandwagon. Right, right. <laughs> um, but it was great because like everywhere was, ba- like this thing I loved, er- it was everywhere mm. now. And, and, and the reason that Batman 1989 is so beloved, Despite the fact that Batman doesn't act like what Batman acts in the comic books in it, Despite, that he kills people and he doesn't really fight much and lets a couple get mugged without stopping the mugging and all the things that are wrong in the movie, the reason why that movie was so popular, it, so much so even than than um, the Dark Knight and all those others could really do, it was cool. Everything about the movie is cool. Yeah, it it it, it, it made right now. You go to a mall, you go to, uh, you, if you, in one day, if you go to a mall, you go to a movie theater, you go to a Walmart, and you go to a restaurant, and you, and you span, you span that time out, you do that in one Saturday, you will see someone wearing a Batman shirt. That's just a given, that's the way we yeah. know that. But then, Batman was fashion. It was, it was, it was like height of fashion. Um, you know, the, you know, these, you know, when you saw someone wearing I a Batman, it was like that, <laughs> that is fresh, that is new, you rec- you saw, oh, that is exciting, that's nice looking, that's, nowadays you see someone around, you don't care, like, you're, like, you'd be cool, but it's, it's common. Yeah. Um, everything about the Batmobile was sexy. Mm-hmm. Um, the art, the way the story, the, the movie was written, every line, it, when you watch that movie, you just pay attention to each, each line. It's like they sat the screenwriter down. And was like, I want every line to be quotable in this movie. Every single line to stand out. Um, everything about the movie was cool. Um, and I'm not saying it's the best movie, and say the worst, movie, but but everything about it was cool. You know, there's things about the, the the Nolan movies that are cool, but but it's a different thing. Like the Nolan Batman outfit is cool for like our our video game generation, like the Halo right. and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's all technical and it's armor and stuff. But it doesn't look cooler than the Keaton back. No, it doesn't. It. And,
1: well, and I think the key to that, uh, for me, one of the most difficult things is world building. Creating an immersive world that's interesting, that all feels like it goes together. And Tim Burton built a cool world. Everything in that movie felt like, like it was almost like another planet. He created this whole, the way the people acted, the way the buildings yeah. looked, the way even physics are just. I mean, it's <laughs> it's all familiar but different enough that you just get sucked into it.
2: And it all makes sense in that world. When right. You try yeah. to compare it to the comic books. You get people that get nitpicky and stuff, but that that world, it was just it was awesome. trying to course.
1: imagine Jack Palance in the Nolan movies. <laughs> Come
2: on. And, and even having Jack Nicholson as the Joker, you take the coolest actor and you, and you put him in the coolest role. You, it's, yeah. it's just, it's a inception of cool.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So that's when you started. That's when so I that's, started. That's when you said, I'm going to, like, I like this movie, the time is right. Everything that comes out is that when you so that you made a you started right
2: then. I started getting stuff. I, I had these shoes, but not those. I had those figures, but not those. I had these figures, but not
1: these. These shoes for those listening. Uh, <laughs> no. These are some Batman Chuck Taylors. They got the bat symbol all over them. I had the same shoes when I was 13 years old. I wish I still had them, although they wouldn't fit me anymore because my feet won't stop growing. Uh, and we've got a whole. Essentially, a whole corner of this room devoted to Batman, nineteen eighty nine merchandise, all the toy biz stuff, and it's beautiful. I love seeing the gold. The gold boxes of that line are some of my favorite. Well, the gold boxes with the purple highlights, some of my favorite toy packaging ever.
2: Had a good and I had a good percentage of this too. Um, today is April eleventh. Not to date the, the the podcast, but tomorrow is April twelfth. Tomorrow's the anniversary of when my house burned down uh, in 1990. This was a year after um, the 1989 movie. Um, my family and I went out to get some groceries, and I was trading a game, a Nintendo game. It was Dragon Warrior. Mm-hmm. It was what I was getting. I don't remember what I traded for it. When we came back, smoke's coming out of our house.
0: Oh my gosh.
2: Dad's a firefighter too. So we park, he runs in. Um, I think that he's, I'm like 10, 11, I don't know, 12, I'm 12. And I think he's gonna be able to put it out. Cause it's, I'm not seeing fire, just seeing smoke. Right. Um, but he comes out and, and mom's called the fire department, or someone's called the fire department, neighbor. Uh, fire department's not there yet. He comes out and he's just bringing photographs, like photo albums. Mm-hmm. And he's taking a moment and he's coughing and stuff and he's going in trying to get these things. Fire department shows up. The fire happened in our kitchen and we had a, a man living with us that was sort of like a, he was a vet, he couldn't take care of himself and he smoked and we believe that he threw a cigarette in a trash can oh, and didn't go out. When the fire department shows up, they asked for what I, what, what I wanted out of my room. But I had to pick one thing. They only had time to go in and get one thing out right. of my room. And, and that was basically what they focused on. Like, the fire, the way it was, there's no way that they could put it out. They basically just limited it from spreading to other houses. And they could get things out of the house. I didn't know that's how it was, but I apparently I thought it was, like, how it was going to be. So I had to do so much choice with everything I had. Oh, And I had gosh. everything. I had Ghostbusters HQ. I had Castle Grayskull. Castle Lions. Uh, Millennium Falcon the dark vader uh case with all my return of the jedi figures gi joe's i had um gi joe headquarters had the mobile command center um defiant and i had to pick they only one thing i picked my batman comics and it was only in one box at that time it was only enough for one box um, I lost the figures, and I lost the clothes and the shirts and all the other Batman stuff you're, I had.
1: You're destroying me right now. So, Oh, my gosh.
2: They got my Batman comics out, and so that night, uh, it was just, we went to a stay in a hotel. Dad's figuring out with insurance, and I just, all I had was Batman comics. That's it. And I could show you some of the comic books, because I still have them. And you can see some of them have, like, Smut and and... Darker spots on sure. them from the, and they're a little wrinkly yeah. because of the the, right, the, the fire, the heat. Yeah. But um, that was that was all I I had. So I had start over again, and I collected over time like a little here and a little there. I really started getting into collecting the things when the Batman Begins uh, came out again, and that hmm. sort of because as whenever you love something, you, you leave it and come back to it. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yes, yep, absolutely.
2: And so I left Batman, I'm like, uh, 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 you know, you try out X-Men for a few months. Yeah. You go to Punisher, Ghost Rider, you know, you, you flirt with other things. Um, and it was always comics related, so it was always something like that. And uh, but then after yeah, like a year or so, you come back and oh, the Gotham had an earthquake. What's going on with this? You know, right?
1: Oh, yeah, I I'm didn't. I didn't read that storyline because it, it happened at a time when when like you said, I was kind of away from Batman. So I didn't read No Man's Land until a few years ago, uh, and thoroughly enjoyed it. It's a good story. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, so like you said, you you kind of get away from things. So I'll go back and. You hear about big
2: stories. How did I miss this? What was I doing? And Batman Begins was one of those like temp holes. Like, oh, a new Batman I haven't read Batman in a little while and uh, I'd right. been uh and I had a gap in the co- in my comics collection and I think it might have been like just like 5 or 6 boxes at that time and um just got really into it again with that. And it just more stuck with me at that point and I had just started a business in 2006 which afforded me more money, and uh, needed to spend that money on something. Sure, sure, Because what's the point of saving, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, it's going to hit us any second. So <laughs> this uh, is an
0: investment. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, and so, I just getting more and more things, and and it just uh, you know, snowballs over time. As you, as I did a little better, I could afford a little more and learn about things I didn't know about Migos at the time, and. And then, oh, mules are cool, and then I just want, want to get some of those. And uh, you know, very—that's—it is just how it kind of happened. Um,
0: so now, we, so because of the fire, I would say so. The er, it's probably the the earliest thing that you have, the the first thing that you purchased that's in this room, would that be the book?
2: Yeah, that would be the book. Yeah. that is that is that is in my possession longer than any all these all these other things. Gotcha,
0: gotcha. That.
2: Right. That's why it's in here, even though it's probably worth just about five bucks. Right, theory. right.
1: Uh, well, but that, uh, to, to me, the sentimental value, you know, your personal attachment to something is much more significant than any monetary value mm-hmm. could ever be. Like, Absolutely. when I'm, if I'm getting something signed, I want it signed. <laughs> I don't buy signed stuff because right. that doesn't have any importance to me. It's, mm-hmm. it's not, you know, I need to meet the creator or whoever it is. Uh, so at this point, how picky are you? Are you... Or are you trying to get everything, Batman? Do no. you have specific,
0: just like I like that, and I'm going to get it? Yeah. Or how do, you, how do you determine like that's something that needs to go in the room, or nah, I can that doesn't need
2: to. My acid test is what if I was a kid, would I like this? Okay, what I think, or do, I think it's cool. So I'm like if, if I'm going through Target and I see that there's like a. Batman door hanger or you know or a Batman soap di- soap dispenser which I do have one but, <laughs> but, but but those are gifts like I get those as gifts but mm-hmm. I don't get those for myself uh, but if, if the that, that's the acid test if I was a kid would I love this would I have played with this is this the toy I would like and in general most of the stuff is yes but there are certain I don't collect play arts I don't like them like it just says that they don't uh, looking at them they don't really uh do anything for me? I got
1: one. Uh, They did a Batgirl that's some kind of variant of the video game of the something. But I just thought she looked really cool. She actually reminds me a little bit of... I see you've got some of the Legends of the Dark Knight figures over Mm -hmm. there. And they did a Batgirl with big mechanical wings. She kind of reminds me of that a little bit. That's over there. And plus Batgirl, Batgirl is one of my. Like, I collect Batgirl stuff. Yeah. So I, I got that one one because anytime there's a new style of toy, I've got to check it out. <laughs> that's why I got that Mezco Batman is I, I had to have it. I had to find out how cool it was and that's I wanted to try one of those out to see. And it's a neat figure, but I'm not going to collect them cuz for what they are, they're way overpriced. The style of them uh definitely way too like anime looking for me. That's not one of my things. So but but to have one it's a cool thing to have. I uh, like if you see one that you dig, like oh, that's a cool looking Batman. I recommend you get one just to have it. But
2: yeah, I think you sold me on getting me the 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 the, the one twelfth Mezco. Oh, dude, you have. To, I hadn't got it because I had that one, the the one six or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, well, I don't really need to have no, two of the same you, thing with different sizes. But uh, you, sold me. you
1: definitely need one. And they've done. Uh, they did, I think, actually four <laughs> variants. Although there's a black and white variant. That's only available as like a retailer exclusive type deal. But they did a previews exclusive where he's light blue and has the bat symbol with the yellow around it. They did a website exclusive where he's dark blue and just the big black bat symbol. And then there's a, I think the one that's black, it's not actually black and white. It's, you know, he still has skin tone and everything, but it's just black with the big black bat symbol. And then I think he has the holster on his boot. On that one as well.
2: What is your opinion? Let me ask you a question. What is is your opinion on exclusives and variants, and you can only get things at this convention, where there's only a hundred of these? And that—that's actually
1: a really good segue because I was going. Well, I wanted to ask you about something along those lines too. Uh, Here's the thing: I don't think you should ever make a character a variant. I think only repaints mild retoolings of existing characters. Like, I don't think something that you need to complete a collection of characters should ever be a variant. Like, obviously Joker will never be an exclusive variant for anything, but even, like, Manbat or, like, variants should all, or exclusives should always just be variations on an existing character mm-hmm. or figure. Uh, now... I do totally support retailer, con, whatever exclusives. I think they're great. I think it's a good way to get people. It makes the con special. Uh, and, and I look at it as, you know, I, I try not to be bitter if it's something that I really want, but I just can't get because I look at it as the people that were able to go to that or experience that thing or whatever have this special thing to denote it. And I wasn't there, so I don't get one. And I never thought of it like that. And and sometimes it sucks, man. There's there's <laughs> There are some holes in my collection. Uh, actually, one one of the big things that's killing me, uh, they did for San Diego Comic-Con, they did a variant of Zorana, Zartan's sister, with a uh, Cold Slither shirt. I have that. I do not. And it drives me nuts. And one day I'll get it. One day I'll find it. Because I'm very much waiting for, like, I'm good at waiting. I can wait for the price to be what I think the price should be. Um, and it's one of those things, I know I'll have it one day, but it's just irritating to me that it happened and I couldn't get it. Because Hasbro did put it up on their website. Uh, they they had it available, but you if you didn't get it in the first two minutes that it was up,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you're out of luck. Uh, and I also collect the Masters of the Universe classics. And, I've
2: seen that on, your, on your, your podcast and your website.
1: And they have done some chase figures that have been very frustrating to get a hold of. They're usually pretty good about doing what I said and making sure that they're exclusives or things that you don't necessarily have to have. Like, your hardcore people are going to want them. But, like, if you just kind of want one of every character, it's not going to break your heart. But there have been a couple that, uh, like, they've got a traveling convention exclusive. It's Skeletor's hover drones. The robots from the old cartoon. Mm-hmm. And there are, they, those are specific characters, unique characters, that, you know, if you watch the cartoon or if you're trying to collect everything, you want them, but they're a con exclusive. So you have to be able to get online at the right time. Some people aren't going to get them. And I don't agree with that. I think that stuff should be available.
2: In the whole, on the whole, I've always felt I felt like I don't have any of this stuff because it's particular value or rarity per se. Um, like I, I've got an ideal utility belt. I think everyone should be able to have an ideal utility right, belt. Right. Right. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't think it should be as hard to find or exclusive. Like if uh, you if you want, want some, I hate having to go on eBay and buy something that just came out two years ago that was like twenty bucks and someone's got it for like forty or fifty. Yes. Because you just can't get it now.
1: Well, now, now that is a whole other issue. Scalpers, mm-hmm. and scalpers, I have no respect for.
0: Uh,
1: now, and there is a difference between being in the right place at the right time and having something there's a demand for, and being the guy that goes into Walmart and buys a hundred of something just so you can raise the price online. Yeah. So there's there is a difference between like. Your dealers and your scalpers. I mean, there are a lot of fine lines in collecting. There just are. Uh, But what I wanted to ask you along those lines, are there items that like, holes in your collection? Like, do you have things that you're just like, someday... I have a list
2: of, of eight things, I think, is, is what's on it. Really? Only eight? Only eight. That's um, kind of awesome. Well, look how much you had. <laughs> really, there are only eight left that I don't have, so... I, can, I think I can name all of them off the top of my head. Superpowers, Batcopter. I don't have that. Um The... I do you not have the Riddler... Migo on the card is very hard to find. Um, you know, most of those Migos on the card, they're like 250 350 sure. But the Riddler on a card is like a $4,000 figure. Holy cow. Wow. Yeah.
0: What did he come late in the line or I, something I don't, or? No,
2: honestly I don't know. It no, wow. is extremely rare to find them. So I don't I don't have that. I'm never I'll never have that. I'm not paying him $4,000. Sure, sure. For a figure I'll never play with. Yeah. Um uh What are some of the things that are... I can't think of all of them off the top of my head. Those are like the two... Um, I have every Arkham figure from the video games except for uh, Infected Joker. I
1: I passed on that one intentionally because I don't care for the design.
2: And that was an exclusive. It's a a San Diego Comic-Con exclusive.
1: Oh, wait, which... Is this a smaller one? Because I'm talking about the big roided up Joker. Which no, one? not
2: roided up Joker. No, it's, it's it's just Joker and he's sick. Oh, he's it's okay, small. okay, yeah. yeah I, I got the roided up Joker I don't Joker know that I was up, even aware of that. Yeah,
1: that, uh, that Arkham line is actually what got me back into collecting stuff from DC Collectibles because they had a run where their quality control was terrible. I'm talking like Catwoman. I put her on the shelf because I open pretty much everything I get. I put Catwoman on the shelf and come home and her arm was off, like she hadn't fallen over or anything. It just literally fell
2: off, <laughs> just just,
1: uh... just gravity. Yeah, yeah. Um,
2: it's just a flesh wound.
1: Lots of yeah, right, right. Lots of issues like that. So I stopped buying their stuff for years, and then I loved the Arkham video game so much that when they did toys, uh, I wanted the Batman because I'll buy. I, I buy Batman stuff. I think is cool, even if I'm not collecting the line. If I see a Batman I like, I buy him. Uh, I love variants of Batman, so I was like, I've got to have
2: that Batman. So many people buy the Arkham line because Batman fans buy the Arkham line, and then just video game fans yeah. buy the Arkham line. So it's got that cross of mm-hmm. uh, um, so they're so like to find first series of the figures on eBay. They're so high and so expensive. Like to get a Bane. Right. From the first run is like almost 150, 200. Yeah,
1: he w- I was shocked at how much he was, and I thought when they reissued him that for sure the price would go down, but it didn't because because I'm I, being the fact that I open everything and I put it all up on shelves. I don't really care if I've got a reissue or an original or packaging variants or anything. You kind got of stuff. you got one. You I know. get it right exactly.
2: It's like if I have let use a GI Joe analogy. You know, I may have Stalker in the beret, or I may have Stalker. Um, with his, uh, uh, boat. Yeah, right, right. But it's Stalker. You yeah, know, you right, got right. Stalker. Gung Ho in the, in the, the, the dress blues. Off, or the Just Blues, yeah. you know, you got a Gung Ho. Yeah. Um.
1: um, so yeah, I, I was, uh, that line, I've been very happy with it. I've only had a couple of quality issues, and, and to me, that, have you played the games? Oh yeah, yeah. I think those are some of the best media representations of all of the Batman characters that have been
2: done. I don't know if I went over. All the video games are up on the, uh, around the corner of that shelf behind you. Mm -hmm. And then directly in front of you is the, like, box set little statues and things that come with the movies and the. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah, I missed out on the super special edition of the new game. But I think the Batmobile that comes with it is the same one that they did as a Comic-Con exclusive
2: from Mattel. I think it was, I think it's just going to be just a statue. Was supposed to Oh, is it just a statue? I, see, didn't, I missed on it, too.
1: See, and that's, I don't know, because the one I got, I got the, the Arkham uh, Knight Batmobile yeah. that they did, that Maddie mm-hmm. did. And it's the way they describe the one that comes with the game. I don't see how it could be too much different from that, but I don't know. And, but, yeah, you're right. They do say statue.
2: But. I think it's supposed to be a statue. I, I end up getting the one that's just going to be the statue of... Uh,
1: that's Yeah, that's what island. I got. The, the like, the consolation. The consolation, <laughs> the consolation uh, <laughs> special. <is laughs> yeah, good. right, exactly. Um, so there are a few things you're still looking for. So we're looking, essentially, starting in 1988, going up until now, uh, of this collection, but
2: when would you say the bulk of this has happened since Batman Begins? Both of it. Batman Begins was sort of a tentpole, and then every time when the movies would come out, there be there be a surge in merchandise. Sure. And of course, there, there's more things that they come out, and all all this side of the wall, like it's all in the row. And up until Dark Knight Rises, um, it's all in order uh, from that. And I just imagine when the next one comes out, there'll be oh, yeah. so much more stuff. Um, and it really, and also really picked up, um, when Dark Knight Rises came out because we won a competition, uh, with Mountain Dew over, uh, who's the biggest Batman fan. And I actually didn't, uh, submit for it. My wife did. Cause I was busy with work. She made a video and sent it in. And we won the grand prize. And so they flew us up to New York and we saw the Dark Knight Rises premiere with the, the stars. Not like sitting next to yeah, it. Right, right. In fact, the whole row that we sat on, it, there's one particular row of this theater. All of it was people that won free free things from various different companies. This one was a radio thing. This one won something through a real estate thing. But they all, the entire row, and only that row, was just people who won stuff. But we were lucky because we dressed like we were going to a premiere everyone else was kind of dressed like it was like a beach oh that was drives like, me crazy and, and like I'm, uh, I'm wearing a i don't wear a suit but i'm wearing a suit yeah man and it was hot it was july <laughs> in new york but you're going to a premiere we're going to a premiere yeah. my wife's wearing a dress we bought these outfits just for this i yeah. actually went and got like groomed at a, a to to be there and um and but they came out to us and the the people from mountain dew I hope I'm not getting anyone in trouble by saying this. I don't think anyone will listen. <laughs> we weren't supposed to go to the after party. It was just supposed to go see the movie. That's it. But they came up with us and said we got some extra t- tickets to the after party, so y'all are going to come with us to the after party because they wouldn't let any of the others. Right, but in. you guys looked we're, respectable. Yeah. And we, have, I have pictures I could show you of like we because we, we could take pictures inside the after party. That was perfectly fine. There's and there's tons of people taking pictures of various things. And we were trying to pl- be as cool as possible. But being completely out of our element. (laughs) (laughs) Completely (laughs) out of our And we didn't speak to anybody who was actually in the movie. And they were around. Um. Uh. Uh. Not everyone in the movie was there. Uh, Liam Neeson wasn't there. Mm. My wife really wanted to meet Liam Neeson. I was <laughs> the only one that she said, "I'll go up to him and and say hi, <laughs> Liam Neeson." Um. He's like, "How how you doing?" And I can't sleep. <laughs> I can't even. Imagine. What do you, I
1: mean? What do you say to Michael Caine if you run into Michael Caine? What What are, What are me and Michael Caine going to talk about?
2: And he, he wasn't there.
1: No. Nah. Uh, good. I'm glad you avoided that potential
2: issue. It, yeah, and that was we were worried too, like because we didn't know there was gonna be like a meet and greet or something. We don't right. have anything to say to them. Yeah. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fanboy of like actors. All, all I would say is you, you do a good job pretending to be somebody else. Right? He do, doing that. Uh, like i also. I don't have a lot of signatures of things. Mm-hmm. Like I have Denny O'Neill's on that that right. that one book, um, and then I have. Uh, um, I have connected to that I have a photograph that um, Neil Adams signed Mm -hmm. because it's a photograph of me and Neil Adams because he was the first person that said hi to us at the party because we show up with the with the Mountain Dew people the Mountain Dew people All know each other They don't know us yeah. They're just sort of Our chaperones And they all kind of like Go off on their own So me and my wife are, We're just like Let's go get some We don't drink But like let's go To some champagne And take photos of ourselves And we're just Going around in circles And just looking at people And there's stars there That are not in the movie Sure But they're just like MZ and Zari Um who I'm sure could tell you every Peter's, other celebrity that was there. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Peter Skarsgård is yeah. it maybe is no right. No. Uh, who's the guy that plays the blonde vampire on True Stellan. Stellan Skars. Stellan Stellan Skarsgård. They are in a t-shirt. Um, like I'm dressed nicer than him. <laughs> um, I almost knocked over Ron Howard because oh. they, they have food. And, it was, and the air conditioning, was, we, the, the party was at the New York Public Library,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and they took us from buses, Greyhound buses that had Gotham City written on them, and they took us from the the movie premiere, and they drove us to the, the museum, and they had this giant projector outside that was playing this bat symbol on fire outside of the, wow. the New York Public Library. Right no, Mike yeah.
1: Gordon, why aren't we part of this ridiculous excess? <laughs>
2: I'll, I'll bring up some photos while I'm, <laughs> I'm describing this, but we, we show up, we walk in the red carpet, we go in, and the air conditioning's out, and oh, it is gosh. so hot in this place, and we're there for about 10 minutes, we're trying to get up to the bar, they have a free bar, and we're trying to get the champagne glasses, and this chubby guy comes up to me, who's just gotten his drink, him and his wife, and I was like, how'd y'all like the movie? And I was like, we like, we love the movie, he was like, I liked it too, um and he's pointing over to us and two people away from us is Murphy's murphy he's like there's scarecrow and i was like yeah scarecrow like once again we're not family right, and he's right. he talking and even the mountain dew people said like don't really go up and talk to people because you're gonna you don't want to get us in trouble or something cause we weren't supposed to be there sure and so this uh nice older chubby guy is is is, is talking to us and he introduces himself hi i'm neil adams mm-hmm. and i'm like huh. i'm brad lagner and and I was like and I even tell him, funny, you know, it was it was odd. There's such a guy who used to work in Batman Con his name was Neil Adams. <laughs> and he says that was me. And I'm like, You're Neil you're Neil Adams, Neil Adams? And like, yeah, and I'm Neil Adams Neil Adams. And I'm like, Oh, I'm I'm a big fan and and uh, we talked for a minute and then we and we got a photo together and then um him and his wife walked along and then when he came down here for a Dragon Con, I, I had the photo printed up, and I got Very sign. that's the only that's the only thing I had. Uh, one, those are like the only signature things that I have. Was sure. just those things, but the only two people that we talked to at that party, besides the Mountain Dew people, were him and um, Chris Aldrich, and that's it.
1: Before we wrap it up and start start our inventory, uh, I want to see is is there. One item, or, or maybe a few items, that were particularly challenging. Because now, you know, it's still expensive to be a collector, but it's definitely not the challenge it was twenty years ago. Are there any items that that you've had trouble getting a hold of that that have been maybe a little more frustrating than others?
2: That '66 complete Ideal utility belt was a project, you know, in a long time of just searching. And Hoping Now how old is that? It's from 1966 Oh wow
1: So it's not just Batman 66 It is literally Well yeah And it doesn't even It, it is Just an old school Batman logo It's not uh,
2: There's no sign of, of Adam West Or anything on that No No, no It was just uh, no. They This They came out with this They came out with a helmet um, I, Which is Down yeah, here thing's an incredible shape too. Yes it is I mean, the this box looks like the box is a case. Repl- oh, okay, okay. The i will be honest—the box is a replica. Okay, you can't find a good box from well, that it's a '66. The belt is beautiful. Though. Yeah, well, all that's original. Nice. And the sticker is good. You, you, a lot of them you find the stickers kind of worn off. Sure. Uh, the but, uh, and mean, the grappling hook. A lot of them they'll have the grappling hook that the, the, one of the things broken. Yeah, but absolutely. The well, and even I mean everything about it—it's clean. It's in great shape they had that, the helmet, which is down in this case here, and they had a cape, which I don't have, but they would sell them separately or sell them all together in a giant box. And if you can find that giant box, then that's like a $6,000 item. Sure. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's very, very rare. Um, as far as... the, I'm really proud of my superpowers, because they're my favorite, because mm-hmm. those are the ones I actually played with. Right. I actually played with my superpowers. But all of them are on unpunched cards. None of the cards are punched. Oh, wow. All, all five of them. The Penguin, Mr. Freeze, Joker, Batman, and Robin. None of them are punched. Um, so I'm very proud of those as far as a collector. If you're going to be proud of those, anything, yeah, I'm very any, proud of those.
1: Having anything prior to probably the 95 Kenner Star Wars stuff unpunched is crazy. Yeah, Because that's when people kind of did start collecting you know, pulling straight out of the case and that kind of thing, but to have stuff prior to that unpunched is wild.
2: And those are and then I have my, um, these are all my, you know, very special books, either because they're worth a lot or they're first of things, like First Silver Age uh Penguin First Silver Age Riddler, The First appearance of Poison Ivy, First Silver Age Scarecrow. Oh my gosh. First Neil Adams uh, I think that's First Neil Adams. First Ra's al Ghul, first Silver Age Two Face, um, first ki- uh, return of the Killer Joker.
1: It's funny because I've seen all these covers, yeah. but I've never actually seen these in person.
0: <laughs> well, mine go, my 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 comic collection goes back pretty far because I've been you know when I I grew up reading Batman and Detective, and I've been collecting yeah. them pretty much ever since. So I have been, I've been reading them and, and reading you know and have them for the last I don't know thirty some years. But uh, going back and getting the old ones is is a challenge. What's what's the oldest thing in your
2: collection? I have first appearance, Mister Freeze, um, Batman one twenty one. It's actually sitting out. Mm-hmm. But me and to put it in one of these, and I just need to. It doesn't fit because it's a little bit bigger, and I need to get a wider. Uh, plastic to put it in, but that is probably my oldest. Your oldest comic? What's the oldest
1: what's the oldest non comic piece of merchandise you think?
2: Um nothing goes back past sixty six. Okay. So. Okay. I would say about you a third kn- of the stuff in the cases down here is from 1966,
0: and that's beautiful. That's that, I mean, I'm looking at that stuff through. I mean, I know the rest of it's
2: impressive. All
0: of the stuff. My Batman is that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's like that stuff is like really wow.
2: Um, there's this one section over here in these IKEA cases where I've got the entire set of the Ideal puppets, which were all from 1966. Oh wow! Uh, and was- then it's got the I, which is this is really what you would probably call the first action figure. Of Batman is these. Holy cow! Which is a Batman, Robin, and a, and a Joker, and they came out with them in different colors of the, but the, but they're all those solid colors, in the hopes that people will actually paint them. Like you actually get a paint kit and. I've got some Daleks
1: want. from Doctor Who that are like that. That that are, they're little figures, but you're supposed to paint them. That's the deal.
2: And I also have the ideal bat key from you might, Can I take a flash picture, is that alright? You take as many pictures as you yeah.
1: want. Well I just want to make sure with the flash on was okay. You know, you go to museums and whatnot. You know, like no flash yeah. photography. <laughs> I don't know what that I guess over time Yeah, when you have thousands of people right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah, take it take as many pictures as you want of anything in here.
1: Well, I think uh I think that wraps up The interview portion of this experience—I think we've got a pretty good idea of of what you've put into this, and certainly how you feel about Batman. (laughs) Uh, So I think we're gonna we're gonna end the interview now. It's been an awesome talk. Let's
2: take a look at this stuff, man. Okay, well I'll get out my computer.
1: Remember, go to Facebook and join the Needless Things Podcast Facebook group. Get in on the conversation. Come on the show. Recommend things for the show. Tell us what you want to see on the site, on the show, whatever. We want feedback. We crave feedback. You can also email me at phantomtroublemaker at gmail.com. Tell me about your project or just tell me what you want to hear. Okay, here's the update on Brad Ladner. He submitted his... Forms our paperwork to Guinness, and we're waiting. This was recorded. I should have mentioned this up front. Hopefully, you guys are still listening at this point. Uh, this was actually recorded way back in March, and it uh, just you know, other time-sensitive things have come up between now and then. And this is just the first opportunity I've had to put this one out there. So uh, he submitted his stuff, and he's waiting to hear back. And there has been a change in the world record. It was, it was prior, prior to this, it was a number that was significantly less than Brad Ladner's collection. And now it has been up to around 5,000. And he doesn't know if that's him or if something else is going on. Apparently it's a lengthy process. Sorry, a fly just landed on my finger out of nowhere and I flipped out. Uh, yeah, good enough. I'm gonna call it a close and go hunt this fly down. Uh, Remember, iTunes, Stitcher, NeedlessThingsSite.com, ESOPodcast.com. And uh, I'm going to have another one on Friday about Arkham Knight, which I've been playing and I meant to talk about in the intro, but I didn't have time. But we'll talk about it plenty on Friday. Check back. It's going to be a good one. I love you guys.